the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hey Nat, here we are again for episode 13 of Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. How are you going, Nat? I'm good, Candice. 13, that's my lucky number. Oh, is it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Often people's like um, the number they want to stay away from, but for me, it's my lucky one. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, we are continuing on the family theme mm-hmm. and um, it's a big one. We're entering the siblings triggers. Yep, it sure is a big one for some of our listeners and some of your hosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed. And, you know, I often hear about sibling triggers and, um, look, I've probably been the centre of some of them because I'm one of five. So oh, I'm sure my sisters are listening to this and my brother maybe and nodding their head. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Although, you know, hand on heart. I've probably been in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) So for all the listeners out there, sibling triggers can be really hard to pinpoint or admit Mm. um, because they've just been around forever. Like they seem so normal and a normal part of the family dynamic. But if you think back to maybe a family birthday or a reunion or maybe, you know, if you've moved away from home and you go home for a holiday, or maybe you've hosted your family, you're hanging out with them and then suddenly you realize, oh, I've been intentionally avoiding these people (laughs) and I'm starting to remember why. (laughs) I I have to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly be wrong with that situation, right, Candice? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) sailing. Look, it may not be that bad either. You know, your siblings might not be awful um, or you yourself. And they might, you might actually get on quite well and and even have fun together. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't mean that sometimes you won't be triggered when you come together, Mm. you know, or, or from a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Because we can be really quick to kind of defend ourselves, dig our heels in, because we have these well-established and well-intentioned defense mechanisms within our within our bodies mm-hmm. that are attached to the storylines that um, we attach to our family, uh, to our siblings, to friends, to everyone, but especially family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's that's spot on. You know those underlying uh, defenses of you know it's I versus you mm. kind of a thing. Yeah, and as spo- you know, as opposed to the we perspective that yeah. we try to embrace in our mindful living. <laughs> um, and you know, look, you, you couple that with um, topics like I know we never talk, don't talk about <laughs> politics. That's right. You know the global state of affairs, the wars. Yeah. Um, 
and you know any kind of discussions that come up at the dinner table and boy can we get triggered quickly mm. Mm. oh absolutely so, yeah so like I thought we just quickly recap as we always do you know just just um explaining that you know trigger is a reaction that is is more instinctive mm. and immediate it's often uh you know lacking our typical skills of thought and yeah. and it has a tie to some conditioning in our past um and they and just happen and they just happen they yeah just and sometimes happen. we don't know why yeah mm. that's exactly mm. right and and look with siblings uh, you know there's there's a lot of, that, that contribute yep. <laughs> um and and look Candace and I aren't speaking necessarily from personal experience I just wanted to say that disclaimer it, there for any family members listening any, <laughs> exactly um but look you do you do hear it a lot that um usually uh, what I've found is it, it they often revolve around something that we've interpreted um a comment you know or something that we feel has deeper meaning and mm. then then that's attached to a memory or an incident in our past yeah um and it just kind of rehashes those feelings uh there's a lot yeah, <laughs> that can kind is. of go wrong and, with that scenario yeah and and you know when you feel um like you've been dismissed or mm. um made to feel insignificant like they're big feelings to have in your body yeah, yeah. Yeah, very big. You know, look, things like um, if if the siblings appearing, you know, appears to be condescending yeah. to something that you're saying or discussing, um, you know, if you're dealing with um, the idea that you're the perceived you're perceived as the better child or the best mm. child or the favorite child, yeah. um, you might be the one that was left to do the life admin or the yeah. work, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 have taken on that role, which which is quite burdensome. I mean, mm. you know, anyone would be triggered with that kind of responsibility weighing on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, and you know, it could be that it it could be so many things, Candice. Like, can you think of any other ones that oh, you want to add to that? I, I'm just looking at my notepad. I scribbled some down here mm. uh, before, but it, you know, even in families, we might have the same genetics. We may be raised with the same um, parents in the same conditions, but we can still have different personal values and beliefs. Mm. Every relationship that can feel really conflicted and really hard to to navigate. Mm. Oh, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. that's that's exactly right. And one other thing I've really noticed is that as humans we tend to hurt the people we love the most. Yeah. And that is the same for the people that love us. It's not mm. intentional. It's just that there's this extra, um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. There's this extra softness or attachment or mm. permission mm. to just let it out where we might hold back with people who aren't our siblings or our it's family kinda, members yeah it's 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 kind of like a comfort it's really strange yeah, it's it a really strange. odd it's it's an odd dynamic it's um it's almost like you feel you feel really comfortable to be yourself mm. but to the point where you don't fear holding those kind of no. those lashing outs yeah. or that that kind of side of you because you know they're going to forgive you it's almost like it's yeah. 
you know, oh, it'll be water under the bridge. Mm. Um, and yeah. it's funny. I know I've had conversations with, with my brothers and at the time, there's a part of me going, Candace, why are you talking like this? Why are you saying this? Like, let it go. It's not a big deal. What are you on about? And then there's yeah. another part of me that's like, nope, I'm going to win this one. <laughs> your heels in. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I have this internal fight of, nope, dig your heels in. You're going to win this one. And oh my God, give up, let it go. And, and, and just for the listeners, where do you sit in the family, Candace? I am the eldest of three, so I have two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I'm the youngest of five, so five, yeah. I'm I'm on the other end of it, yeah. which is like I don't really, I kind of am more defiant, I think, and um, I don't kind of have to push my opinion. No, <laughs> no, and I feel like I'm more of the the caretaker, so it feels yeah. like yeah, absolutely. If, if there's some pushback on how I care for a family member. It's like, whoa, nope, no deal. I'm yeah. doing my best here. Yeah, this is the way it's always been done. Yeah, everyone. Let's like, just yeah. stick with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's the dynamics of family are really they're a tricky one around triggers because mm. you have the roles, you have different personalities, um, different depths of connection with the parent. Yeah. yeah. And and that depends on character and personality yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, you know. Like I said, I'm the youngest, so, you know, I, I was the spoilt one. I was the one that had all the time and got all the things, and which which I, I personally don't think that was the case, but it was probably perceived like that. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting but, like that I because I look at being the eldest. Mm. It's, it's just you looking through different eyes. Yep. Yeah. And different points in time as well because yep. we change as oh, human yeah. beings every year, which means our parents changed every year yeah. as human beings. And they're going to parent a little differently between children, yeah. depending on their personality. And yeah. it's not personal. No. And, and look, they probably had different pressures at different mm. stages in their life. Like we mm. did, you know, like when you first yes. get married or you first, you know, buy a house and then yeah. the mortgage is a bit um, overbearing. And then mm. as the years go on, things mm. change and it gets mm. a bit easier. Um, so there's a lot of dynamics in a family Mm. group you know and um and and it's easy to kind of um put labels on our siblings Um, so easy and and I think it's just also important to remember that the way we perceive things is only the way we perceive them Mm. necessarily right Mm. and it's not necessarily um accurate Mm. it's just the lens that we're looking through in that moment absolutely and 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 often we're looking through it from a place of hurt Mm. Um, so you know if if a parent did favor another sibling instead of kind of thinking oh well like it doesn't mean I'm loved any less or whatever it could be it 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 did hurt and so therefore Mm. you look through the eyes of that hurt and you know you find fault maybe or you find uh, and a boner pick or whatever it may be yeah. and, and every time that's triggered it kind of brings all those feelings up again it's hmm. it's a tough one we kind of never grow up you know we've, we oh, become no. these conscious adults but <laughs> that little child in there is it's it's uh it's always around yeah and the inner child's definitely there funny you catch up with your siblings and I'm like yep I'm in my 40s but we revert straight back to those you know yeah yep. 
10 year old selves it's yeah. interesting <laughs> it's it is interesting it's good because um it's good that you can sort of see it like that you know it's yeah. it's not often that you you would be that kind of um open to to you know reflecting on all the, the things situation. <laughs> yeah on everything you know but like oh so I'm the one I'm the youngest of five but there's 18 years I think between me and the eldest wow that's a big difference yeah and um and then the second eldest was 17 years apart uh, the third is 11 and the brother that's just older than me is about seven years older so I'm really like you are I'm the like, young yeah, one I'm like yeah. yeah I'm like the only child down the end <laughs> yeah. and my my husband is one of four and um, his parents kind of had two younger in life and two not later in life but mm-hmm. a little later mm-hmm. and and my mother-in-law will openly admit it, it's, it's just like having a different family yeah right because of yeah. the stage in life just everything it, it was yeah. like just having two separate separate families mm. and probably two different experiences I mean I think of myself mm. at 20 and then I think of myself now in my 40s and I think I'm a completely different person oh. so I can't mm. imagine if yep. you had kids that that would relate as well you know mm. Mm, yeah definitely all right why don't we move on to some approaches that we can use to help navigate the mm. um, sibling trip uh, triggers yeah you want to kick us off Nat? yeah look I think um I think one that's I think important um to look at is I think you just brought it up before it's 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 the view or the lens you're looking through so you know if if you've got a fixed view on things um you know it it basically will limit your response so Mm. you kind of get boxed in if that makes sense and your reaction always becomes um uh it becomes almost automatic like you're always going to do the same thing so it's really good that when you engage with your sibling um like Candace said you've got to kind of it's almost like you have to pause and tell yourself um okay I'm looking at it from the lens of you know we'll use me as an example Natty at age 10 (laughs) um so I'm coming at this but what's what's really happening here and and just changing that perspective or giving yourself time to reflect upon Mm. The power um, of the pause, right? The power of the pause. I think I think that's probably one of the main things. And especially in conversation, I think, you know, you can easily be at the dinner table and someone says something and, and your back goes up, you can feel it. Mm. Uh, you start to tighten, you're gripping mm. your hands. And and it, it's in those moments actually going, okay, just, okay, just pause for a second. Yeah. And, and taking away the intention you think they put on those words. Mm. Um, just listening, you know, being the observer, just kind of letting it all filter through. Yeah. That's not easy though, Candace. <laughs> no, no, a lot of this is easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not easy, you know. Look, not impossible, but no, that's it. And it's also um, you know, if if you take a stand and you and you try to defend, um, you'll become rigid and tense. So yeah. the thing is it's actually yeah. affecting you and your body, you know. Mm. Um and then basically, like, if you give yourself compassion in that moment and just say, you know, it's okay to be wrong, 
it, it's okay. It's okay that I'm having this reaction. Suddenly you'll feel like a lightness, you know, yeah. you'll kind of, things will mellow a little bit and possibly your outlook or your interpretation on what is being said will, will mm. mellow a little bit as well. Yeah, and some um, perspective about how important it actually is or isn't. Yeah, it's, that's, that's actually a really good point. And, and, and also, you know, it's that, that old thing of asking, you know, is it true? Like, do they really mean it like this? Um, you know, <laughs> do I really need to argue whether Labor or Liberal is better? And like, it's just kind of, you know, it's that old thing of picking your battles and, yeah. and, and you know, exactly what you just said. Mm. So I think that's probably the pause and, um, you know, that using that method mind. of that yeah. beginner's mind mm. and, and, and not having a fixed view. And especially when you're going into that situation, that's probably the most important I can do this I know when I go into a situation I don't feel comfortable in and it's not yes. necessarily family gatherings because oh. I feel quite comfortable with my family right but if I don't feel comfortable I will work every bad case scenario yeah in my mind I will it's going to go like this this is going to happen and I just make it this giant catastrophe mm. um and if I go in with that mind, I have a fixed view and a fixed mm. perception of what's going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. And I and you, I will often put my foot in it. And I mean this, uh, you know me, I'm I'm straight up and authentic. So what will happen is I'll often put my foot in it and and steer it in the direction of where I think it was going to go. Uh, so I think what yeah. you're saying when you come in with the beginner's mind, we say your mind says to you this dinner is going to be absolutely horrible and so-and-so is going to say this and I'm going to get angry. And you say, hey, pause. And you stop. You say, no, no, I'm going to go in and just be an observer. I'm mm. just going to go in and whatever happens tonight happens. I'm just going to try to stay calm and have a really good night. And you kind mm. of, again, it's the mantras, right? You know me, I love my yeah. mantras. Yeah. Um, but you then enter it with, a, with the observer and the beginner mind mm. and that kind of Zen stance that you're not going to, um, just make it snowball because yeah. we can do that. Our, man, our mind is oh, we that can. powerful. <laughs> our minds can do all sorts of things. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> and that rolls in beautifully. Like I love that you talked about the observer mind because that's what I was going to bring up as oh. a possible suggestion. You know, bearing witness, mm. observing, mm. just taking that step back and watching yourself, watching the situation. Um, and witnessing how it unfolds before you mm. instead of getting lost and stuck into the storyline the judgment the fantasy the resentment yeah and rather than being attached to that and festering on it and mm. letting all that come out mm. just practicing allowing those feelings to exist yeah but without the need to act upon them yeah Without taking a stance. Without so taking that stance. Yeah. And and that that really does tie into what you were just chatting a little bit earlier about the fixed view. Um, mm. It's not that making our problems a big deal, just, just not doing it, mm. getting into the habit of having that beginner's mind, mm. observing what's really happening, which is the mindfulness, which is... Mm just noticing oh I'm having this emotional response okay yeah. let's yeah. let it sit there and we've spoken about rain like a million times yeah. that's yeah. a beautiful process that can work you through all those things yeah um 
but yeah, it's taking on that beginner's mind and not attaching a label of good or bad. Mm. I, I, really, I really like what you said there. Um, so instead of getting lost in the storyline of judgment, you know, fantasy and resentment, yeah, it's really important because, see, that's that thing. We kind of can, our minds can take us wherever we mm. want. And that's why our thoughts are so important. You know, we yeah. both know that as coaches, mm. you can dream up anything. And oh. often you can actually make that dream a reality. Mm. That's how powerful the mind is. Oh, it is. And as a recovering overthinker, yeah. I can testify to that 100%. <laughs> yeah, me too. I put my hand up for that. Recovering yeah. <laughs> recovering overthinker and perfectionist yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's incredible, isn't it? We If, if we choose not to make it a big deal, mm. it won't be. Yeah. It's we have the choice. choice. Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> exactly. You know? And I think the... The next thing I'd recommend is taking compassionate action. Oh, I love that. You know, so we can take an action that is wise, compassionate and skillful. You know, we we can choose how we respond to that difficult moment Mm. or that challenging situation. And choosing a thoughtful response that has its like its roots in not knowing and, you know, bearing witness, like you said, looks mm. really different from that instinctive, reactive-based mm. response on the old Being stories. stuck in it, yeah. Yeah, like if, if we if we kind of take ourselves back to mm. that 10-year-old, mm. you can see how it just becomes this reactive mess because the 10-year-old didn't know how to deal with it. Oh, so, no. you know, you're just bringing it back in. Um, mm. and, and, you know, this is using this technique is is taking care of how we relate to not only others but ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important because that, you know, that's where Candace is the master of this. Self-compassion is, is absolutely critical for a happy life. I don't know if I'm a master, but I'm aspiring. <laughs> I, say <you're> so. <laughs> <laughs> I say you are, you know, so, uh, you know, it's acting from that heartfelt um, place, you know, oh. that, that place of love. And a, a place of humanness. Yes, yes. Like just yeah. a place of it's okay to be. It's yeah, yeah it's a it's a special place. It's yeah, a special, it, special place. It, oh, it is. And and when you choose to respond from that place of compassion that for yourself as well, mm. I think mm. that's um powerful. <laughs> super powerful, you know, because basically we don't want to really cause harm to our family. No, we don't want to cause harm to ourselves. No. You know, those family arguments, man, they can take a toll. They can mm. really like, they're, they're heavy, you know. So uh, I think that's that's probably like, that's probably where I'd sit with that one. Taking compassionate yeah. actions are really, it's not, again, it's not easy to do. Um, it takes practice. But mm. once you plant the seed, it gets oh, easier yeah. and easier. You know? Absolutely. And I've just got one more and I, this this can go either way. Um, oh, oops! But we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, when we are irritable, instead of acting out in frustration with all the hurtful words, being stubborn, mm. you can perfect the eye roll. Now, you may or may not want them to see the eye roll, mm-hmm. but the physical act of eye rolling does something magical to our nervous system. Um, yep. That 
helps us to just stay light and playful. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, it can be interpreted differently from other people's perspectives. So tread lightly and carefully with this one. Um, But it gives you a space to kind of dismantle the situation, to just kind of come back to calm, come back with some perspective and almost remind you, hey, that's right, I'm coming to these conversations with a beginner's mind, um, with compassion, and I'm observing what's happening. So it's a great little check to go, oh, okay, I roll, reset, and, and go forth i love it candace i love it and and i've and i've heard this so many times and and it's like any mindful technique as you would know like you know like the elastic band on your wrist oh yeah tapping the elastic band or um smells like scents like i use that a lot with um people that have anxiety um yawning is actually another good one yawns another good one um another really good one that i people laugh when I recommend this and this actually works really well with anxiety too so so if you you get into family situations and you feel anxious you fill your mouth up with saliva oh I haven't heard this one yeah you swish it around and that that action actually tells your brain it's it's something to do with uh you know the neuro the connection basically all the things to the amygdala and the pineal gland and all those magical little all those good things yep um it actually tells you you're safe yeah. So if you fill your mouth up with saliva, you take a small cig- sip of water and you swoosh it around. Oh, that's uh, interesting. And, and it actually breaks the thought. I think that's ultimately what all these what does. techniques yeah. do, like the eye roll. Or, yeah. It breaks the thought. It breaks mm. that um, train of thought, so to speak, mm. where you're, you're, you're about to snowball. Yeah. But that one works really well. That works I'll have really to give that one a go. Really I haven't well. actually heard of that yeah. one. That one works really well. So you do it for about as long as you can. Just sort of either fill your mouth with saliva or take a small sip of water and then swish it around, but not like, you know, not like you're brushing your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just really quietly sort of swirl it around and just keep it moving around and keep your mouth full and it just calms you right down. I'm actually going to remember that one um, for my kids. Yeah, I I, I use it with my little guy too. Yeah, Hmm. it's a really nice one because it's not hard. And you don't have no, to think No, it. exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really nice one. Uh, odd. I mean, people oh. always look at me like, you want me to what? <laughs> but it, it does work. It does work a treat, an absolute oh, I love treat. That. I love yeah. that. And, and look, all these things that we discuss, um, especially around triggers, and, and look, there are a lot more triggers around siblings. You know, oh. there's, there's the prettier sister or brother, the more successful sister mm-hmm. or brother, you know, the mm-hmm. one who's... Um, they, they might be looking after their parents and feel that they're being yeah. lumped with a the responsibility. There may be the one that moved away and, and yeah. doesn't have anything to do with anyone. Yeah. There may be the one that doesn't work and you mm. kind of resent that they yeah. don't kind of work. And the one that has money, the one that gets to go on holiday, like there can be there's so many anything. Tra- yeah. Yeah. You know, the one that got yeah. good grades, the one yes, that finished in a smart one. The one. Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. There's so many triggers around family mm. um, and siblings and especially siblings, because we are not robots. Candace said mm. it beautifully. This is a human experience. We're mm. not all the same, even though we're born genetically the same parents and some not, some might be some steps not, yeah. or, yeah. Um, you know, half brothers and sisters. Mm. Um, but 
sorry, not Australian, and adopted because they're still family. Oh, um, 100%, yeah. Yeah, or foster. So the thing is, is a lot of family dynamics we're dealing with here and we're not all the same. We're not mm-hmm. all having the same human experience. Mm-hmm. Everything we see through our lives is it's through our eyes is not necessarily what the person next to us is seeing. Mm. Um, you know, perception's a really big thing and interpretation That's, is a mm, really big thing. Massive. Yeah. You know, so we just kind of, these practices will take time and mm. some of them will take courage mm, because, definitely, yeah. you know, it's kind of easy um, to react. It is the, you so know. So easy. So it's, easy to react. It's easier than yeah and it's that pause oh exactly and and especially when there's anxiety around family Mm. gatherings it takes a lot of courage to sit with that Mm. um and to be you know with it and not knowing what's going to happen yeah that's kind of you know that's that that will take time and and I think like you said Candice you know it takes courage to bear witness to difficult feelings that that's that's really hard sometimes. It is. And it's courage, but it's also practice. I yeah. Think, uh, not leaving it until the in the moment situations to practice is really important. It's about yeah. having those mindful practices in day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, meditating, you know, it practicing that moment to moment witnessing. Mm. Um, and, and it's a skill, it's a habit where we're mm. really trying to teach our body and mind a new habit mm. to witness. So mm. I would encourage everyone to practice mindfulness just all the time, not all the time, a lot of the time. A lot of the time. You and know? and, and the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll bear the fruit in those moments when you're with family and you can de-escalate situations. Oh, exactly. And, and that's the thing. And, and also just breaking that chain of operating out of the past, I think, a lot of people don't see the value in that, you know, but but it's freeing. Like so like freeing. even being, you know, bearing witness is 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 difficult because you kind of like we said, you've got to pause and you've got to kind of sit mm-hmm. and you can't kind of just act out of that those uncomfortable feelings, you know. Mm, that's it. Um, but you but the thing is is if you keep living out of the past and operating out of the past, meaning reacting out of the past Mm. um, and the conditioning of the past, you basically then you are setting yourself up for certain outcomes. Mm. Yeah, you can't, you're not changing your future. You're just going to live the same future forever and a day. Yeah, exactly. And who does that serve? Absolutely no one. Not at all. (laughs) You know, so it's, yeah, that, that's, that's, I think that's the thing. We're trying to break the mold here. We're trying to free people of these triggers. Absolutely. And I think that is probably time to start wrapping up, Nat. Thank you so much for all your um, tips and tricks throughout this episode and um, surviving a childhood of being one of five. That's (laughs) that's a big family. (laughs) Well, my husband's one of nine. So oh, we oh won't, gosh. yeah, we won't even go there. <laughs> no, wow. That's a whole other episode. Don't let him listen to that one. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's exactly right. You know, we might, that might be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you join us. Please, we would love for you to subscribe, maybe even leave a comment or review recommendation of the podcast. 
we're really enjoying being able to support uh, people with emotional triggers through really simple, mindful day-to-day activities. Mm. That's great, Candice. And and also, look, let us know how you deal with difficult yeah. family situations. Mm. It's always great to get feedback on what other people do and there's so many techniques out there Mm. so yeah look I'd love to hear (laughs) Um, you know just just drop us a a a dm on on our instagram or facebook and just let us know let us know how you deal with it um those difficult situations and also look guys just remember that with family operate from a place of love Mm. because that's the true meaning of family Mm. we're not all meant to be alike we're not all meant to be carbon copies. It'd be boring if we were. Mm. But if you operate from a place of love, then changes everything. Changes mm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Candice. No worries, Nat. See you later. See ya. Bye. <laughs>